0: Episode 91, The Rant. Carlina Tobin, Division I women's basketball official, WNBA official, and CEO of Eleven One one Officiating. Unbeknownst to Carlina, basketball was a passion turned full-time gig. From playing at a high level in Maryland to playing collegiately at the University of Delaware, she found her footing full-time in staying in the game by officiating. She discusses all of this, including her 11-1 officiating initiative to show that anyone willing to put in the work can achieve anything they want in this game all that and more my conversation with carlina now the rant has been brought to you by rural organic everything your body needs nothing it doesn't there's a reason they say variety is the spice of life and with their new organic line comes the following exciting flavors georgia peach blueberry acai cucumber watermelon mango clementine pineapple mint strawberry coconut Roar Organic uses a proprietary electrolyte blend created with organic coconut water, organic cane sugar, and sea salt. It's non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, no artificial colors or flavors, no preservatives, and no artificial sweeteners. Just two grams of sugar and only 10 calories per serving. Visit Roar.land and use the code RefereeRant one word, in the checkout and receive 10% off your next purchase. That's Roar.land, code RefereeRant. The Rant has been brought to you by the revolutionary product for referees and all professionals alike, Knee Tucks. What the tuck? Traditional shirt stays have been tried and true, but never accounted for those professionals that have shorts as uniforms. What do you do when you officiate soccer or lacrosse or even basketball in the summer? Don't forget about baseball umpires, too. Enter Knee Tucks, which come in style and active versions. Don't get it twisted. You can even wear them at your 9 to 5, too. Listeners of the rant can visit neatucks dot com and enter the coupon code referee rant one word and receive twenty percent off your initial order. That's referee rant one word. Happy tucking. Welcome to another edition of the rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a special guest, uh, WNBA basketball official as well as Division One calls for a numerous slew of conferences. Uh, on the women's side. Carlina Tobin, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. How
0: are you? I'm doing excellent. You know, I'm looking at your uh, email and I have a cousin named Kima and her her favorite number is uh, 410. Her birthday's April 10th. Don't tell me your birthday's April 10th.
1: No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Nonetheless, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. So, you know,
0: we always talk about what people's journeys are in terms of uh, the relationship with sports. So, um, what did you play growing up? Where did you grow up? What did you play in middle school? What you play in high school? And what did you play in college?
1: I grew up in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Born and raised Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I went to Friends School of Baltimore where I started playing basketball in middle school. And I went on to varsity and played there. Numerous AAU teams here in Baltimore, which led me to University of Delaware on a full scholarship. Mm. So, yes, yeah, so I spent four years in Delaware. Um, learned a great deal about the game and, of course, academics, and um, that led me into the field of coaching. I uh, coached at a couple of Division I, uh universities, women's basketball. Then after that, I decided to come back home um, to teach. So when I came back to Baltimore to teach, I had an AU teammate who uh, found me on Facebook and said, hey, I'm, I'm wrestling middle school girls. You should come out and try it. And I was like, uh ah. All right, I'll give it a shot. And I went out there and I fell in love immediately with with the with refereeing. I love being back around the game, being on the floor. So from that point on, I learned. I went to. I learned just kind of the networking thing, like where I had to go to to even figure out what to do next. So I found myself at a Division One camp just randomly, no mentor. I just paid my money and went. And there was a nice panel discussion of uh, referees at the time who told us their story, told us how. Officiating is a full-time career for them. So when I learned that, I'm like, "Oh wow, this is amazing!" So I just kind of put my head down and went after it from that point on. Mm. Um,
0: what made you think that? Because that's kind of like a fork in the road, especially when you had experience with coaching and you played at a high-level Division One basketball. By the way, I went to Hofstra, so you know I'm pretty sure oh. went, I'm pretty sure you went <laughs> yes. to the arena and, and did your thing. So, um,
1: yeah.
0: But you know, I, I think I think there's you know two avenues to get. Stay in the game, uh, especially when after your playing days. And coaching is so different than than officiating. Why do you think that you didn't gravitate towards coaching, and then just take up that?
1: Oh yes, I was so much younger. Like coming right out of college, you're you're still you still have that energy. Like you still want to be on the floor. If you didn't go overseas into WNBA, you still have that energy. So coaching at the time, being 21, 22, was a super high demand job. It, it was a lot recruiting, you know, in office all day. And it was just different from being like athletically or physically involved in a game. So once I learned about refereeing and how I was physically able to stay a part of the game without having to play it, it was it was right up my alley. Mm.
0: Okay, so you you said that you already went to a Division One um, camp already. Um, and aside from the panel, what was your experience going to that camp? And also, you know, realizing that you don't have a mentor and, and you really had nothing to lose because you didn't have any basis of anything to kind of um, frame what your what your experience was going to be anyway. So you probably just thought it was normal. Talk about exactly. That I had
1: I had no idea what to expect. I just said, Hey, I'm going to check this camp out. And like you said, I had nothing to lose and, and everything to gain. Um, I wasn't on any Division One staff. I wasn't even on a college staff. But I figured I would go and see what it was like. And when I went, I recognized a lot of the uh, clinicians who were referees on my college game. Mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of cool to see that. And you know, so I really. It was just a great experience. I learned a lot at camp, and it just gave me something to bring back to my high school game to look forward to uh, the next summer.
0: So I want to go backtrack to those high school games and those middle school games that you did. What was your experience Mm -hmm. like, you know, now that you're first, uh, I guess, having your journey into the Stripes? What was that like, if you can remember?
1: (laughs) I remember just because I was a player, it was hard to, like, for example, transitioning down to the lead position, I remember I was like, when I would get to the baseline, I would almost be like in a defensive stance because (laughs) that's, you know, as athletes and players, that's what we did. So just being transitioning from a player mindset, player stamina, player demeanor to officiating demeanor was definitely something that I needed to work on uh, expeditiously.
0: (laughs) Mm. Um, You know, and when it comes to, um, I I guess when you took the division one camp, you kind of already took it serious, but when do you think was the moment where you were like, "You know what? I'm I'm going to go all in." And now I kind of know what the what the path is, and what were those steps? You know, I guess in the formative stages of your career in doing so.
1: Um, I think when I got picked up into um, I think a Division three conference, I realized, and, and just would hear people say, "Hey, you have a talent. You have a gift. Keep after it." I realized that I, I could I could go somewhere with this. And it wasn't until um, the NBA G League became involved that I realized, like, did I really realize, like, okay, this is really happening and mm. it's happening now. So um, let's go, pretty much. Let's do it.
0: Right. And, you know, you talk about that G League experience. How did you get involved in the NBA program?
1: Uh, so what I actually did was they have national tryouts and – um Someone said, hey, you know, you should go. (laughs) So, of course, I signed up. I went up to New York. I think it was at the Pier 80-something. And I went up there, and, you know, they they checked me out. The next year, they brought me into the grassroots, um, and I went through that and got hired that summer. And um, the dream come true. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. It was an amazing experience. I am still in a G League, so going through that process, I was able to get hired into the WNBA that summer as well. So everything kind of just took off from there. Once I got hired into the G League, I found myself six months later at Madison Square Garden um, for a Liberty game. And that was just a surreal moment.
0: That's unbelievable. Um, And, you know, I I think that there's so many avenues that you can do with this officiating. You know, you could be a high-level high school official. You could be a collegiate official. And there's so many jobs on the collegiate level, especially when there's men's and women's. um, And, of course, the, the pro level. Um, you know, I decided to go the women's route, so hopefully we can mm-hmm. do some game to, games together at some point. Um, but Absolutely. what, what advice would you give somebody, um, in terms of like when you're first starting out to figure out what route is best for you? Um, cause sometimes, you know, some people don't really have a, a clear route. I think you had a lot of fortuitous breaks that went your way and you were just kind of yeah. ready for the moment, but some people aren't as fortunate to be exposed early on with those, mm-hmm. you know, certain breaks.
1: I would just say, you know, first control what you can control. A lot of us um, as referees, we try to get into everything we can get into. And we want to get in this league, that league, men's, women's, and then all of a sudden, 10 years later, you'll find yourself still at the same moment. Only control what you can control. Everything will fall into place for you. You know, if you are deciding between men's and women's basketball, whatever makes you feel comfortable, whatever gets your gears going, you know, get your intensity up, that's what, you know, side men's and women is good for you. But definitely my advice would be just control. You can control and don't get caught up in the he says, she says type of, type of thing.
0: Mm. And how much better does it make you that uh, you can ref, you know, a boys' high school game, a women's college game, as well as, you know, a pro-level game? Do you like the fact mm-hmm. that you can mix it up and, and kind of be a master of all the different nuances and different rules?
1: Absolutely. It's it's a blessing to be able to do that. Absolutely. And it, it makes you an all-around better official in the end, being able to adapt to, you know, to one level one night, or not even one level, but let's say G League one night and then go to a college game the next night. It really helps you as an overall better person as well.
0: Mm. Would you ever consider officiating another sport? And if so, what would it be?
1: No. I remember when I first started, uh, I was asked to do lacrosse, and I never went and did it. Mm. So uh, I, I would definitely just stick with um, basketball,
0: absolutely. Right. It sounds like you've been very decisive no matter what you've been doing in your life. You're a Ravens fan, right? I
1: am a Ravens fan, and we're doing so well right now. I
0: know, but I don't want to jinx it. We normally do very very well in the beginning, and then I don't know what happens. But big game to this week. Um, you know, in terms of um, mentors, you know, you said that in the beginning you didn't really know anybody, but I'm certain that you know, during your come up of getting into the higher levels of Division One women's basketball, as well as getting to the grassroots program, I'm sure you've met a lot of people that helped you along the way. Um, if you can list some of them and what they've done for your career, and also how do you think they've shaped the way you've helped people after you now?
1: Sure. I, I, will, um, I won't name them if that's okay, but um, they are, I mean, my one mentor I can call 3 o'clock in the morning she'll answer I can call four o'clock in the morning she'll answer she's helped me tremendously through every level I've been on um and you know she's even a friend and what I will take and other people as well I've been able to call um you know and just ask questions and they're always available and that's the key with being a mentor when I first started I didn't even know that you needed a mentor like I said I think one summer I was going to 12 college camps just trying to get better and you know that's sounds kind of crazy right now but Mm -hmm. i did it because you know i didn't have a mentor so uh just me going forward i give that back to people so you know you call my phone i may not answer right away i may be doing something but i will give you a call back Mm. um and any advice that i was given whether it's on or off the court i try to pay that forward as best as
0: i can Mm. and and speaking of which you, you are a a mentor to many, and you started the 11-1 officiating uh, down in Baltimore. Um, You know, just talk about your experience of how you started it, um, how you developed it, as well as what do you see um, with it in the future.
1: Yeah, so um, it actually, so I've always wanted to do mentoring, and I kind of have been, or creating this program, and I kind of have been sitting on it. This summer I had an opportunity to um, bring some officials to Georgetown University, for a training camp and you know it I kind of walked right into it you know I had prayed about it years ago and it, it kind of happened in summer so once I walked into it I said this is the moment so I was able to get a group of 15 officials together uh, we went over to Georgetown and had a great time um, Al Batista came out and, and helped and you know great friend he's helped a lot um, and uh, just was able to give quality information and feedback to the officials so from there I went on and just kind of kept in contact with them. In the near future, I hope to continue to run more camps. I created my website, uh, www111 com, where it's kind of a form, a blog discussion, where officials can uh, create a membership, a free membership, and we'll keep in contact. I'll do blog posts. Um, it's going to grow into sharing plays, discussing plays, things of that nature. Hmm. Uh, the other side to it is um, reaching out to younger student-athletes who have no idea what officiating is, and whether that's juniors and seniors in high school or um, athletes in uh, junior and senior year of college. And just trying to um, educate them on what officiating is, because a lot of people don't know that this is and can be a full-time career. Um, A lot of people don't know that. So just grabbing those, especially athletes out of high school that may not have gotten a full scholarship to college or may not be going to college and try to try to gear them and steer them in towards the uh, path of officiating. So that's the next step as well.
0: That's an awesome initiative because, you know, I think sometimes we have a disconnect with some of the players, especially with the younger student athletes, where they kind of look Mm -hmm. at us as enemies. And, you know, I even think that in the beginning, I was kind of surprised that you went all the way into refereeing because, you know, I'm not exactly sure what your perception was of officials. And what was your perception of officials when you were playing in Delaware and at a high level in Maryland?
1: I didn't say to many months to be honest. I really didn't. Um, I wasn't the type to yell, you know, that's a foul. I wasn't the type to do that. So that may have made it easier for me. I know some athletes <laughs> don't like the referees, and that may have turned them off completely. But mm. I, I had no issues with the referees at all.
0: Right. Um, and obviously your season just kind of winded down, and it's really going to ramp up. Um, yeah. You know, what do you do in the off season to make sure that you're fully prepared um, and still engaged when you're not doing games?
1: Absolutely. So physically and mentally, I, I uh, just wind down a little bit. I go into, like, a stretching program right after uh, the WNBA season ended, which was a couple of weeks ago. I get back on my nutrition. You know, with traveling a lot, you, you have to really work hard to find great options. I am vegan, so I'll, I'll get back into my juicing and things like that just to get my body recharged up for the next season um, in November to come. And then, of course, I'll study rules, watching film, which is right now in the WNBA playoffs, just watching and learning from those games and then getting into the rule book, because that's a huge part of what we did. Mm.
0: And um, also, your NCAA um, season is upcoming as well. Do any of those things Absolutely. kind of conflict? Is it really tough to kind of just um, have your schedule in a way where it all works for you?
1: No, they don't conflict at all. Um, the beauty of being um, referees is that we're able to maximize—I don't want to say maximize our schedule—but we're able to help build our own schedules so oh. that they don't conflict. If that makes
0: sense, it kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. So you know, I just wanted to ask—you know—somebody like you. Um, let's say that you have an official, hypothetically speaking and, you know, they feel like they're not getting the, the looks that they, they feel they should, and they're having difficulty getting on the varsity level, and they're not exactly mm-hmm. sure why. What, what advice would you give them to get to that next step, step next level in order for them to, you know, move upwards and, and get to the next level on varsity?
1: So a couple of things. One, again, we just continue with that mindset of controlling what you can control, because a lot of times when we, we become um, a comparing, comparison, we compare ourselves to others, that will keep you, you know, at the bottom at all times because you're worried about what someone else is doing. Mm. Secondly, find just one person a mentor that you, someone that you trust that you can bounce it off of. But once you, know, you start talking to person A, B, C, D, and E, you know, that gets around very quickly, and then you will be labeled as that person that's unhappy and things like that, and you will still find yourself at the bottom. So control what you can control. Keep working hard you know, making sure you're physically there, you're mentally, and you're ruled. And it will happen. Sometimes it happens quicker for others, you know, but when it happens, for you, you just have to make sure you're ready to step into that moment.
0: Mm. And having said that, what if uh, we have an official that's kind of on the varsity level and now they're trying to crack the collegiate end of the business? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them?
1: Absolutely. I would definitely advise to go to college camps in the summertime. Uh, if you want to get to that level, you have to, to show that you want to be at that level and maybe you're great to be at that level right now but nobody knows who you are because you haven't gone to any of those college camps so mm. I would suggest going to a college camp whether that's Juco, Division 3, 201, 1 and just put yourself out there Just definitely put yourself out there
0: mm. that's great advice um, after everything you said what do you think of the attributes what do you think it took to get to where you are in this moment in time as a basketball official
1: definitely a lot of perseverance a lot of perseverance and a lot of mental toughness, Um, as with any job. But just something I brought from just playing college basketball was definitely that mental toughness and perseverance. Um, Hard work as well. I mean, sometimes they're long travel days, you know, little sleep, and you're still expected to perform at a high level. So all of those attributes that I learned from college really, really, to this day, stick with me.
0: Mm. So, And I also find it interesting that I can say – you know, even now at this moment in time in my life, is that I find refereeing much more fulfilling than I've ever had, even though how much I've loved basketball and playing it. Mm -hmm. I think I love refing much more than playing. Do you feel the same
1: way? Absolutely, I do. It's just a a whole different adrenaline rush. You're like, as a player, of course, you're involved in a game you're playing. Um, But um, as I I spoke to some athletes a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, you're in a game the entire time. You're never on the bench. You don't have a sub. You're, you are the game. You're mm. in the game. So I don't want to say you are the game, but you are a part of the game the entire time. So what we do has a great impact on the game. And just having that tag to, to me makes me feel just amazingly blessed and, and humbled you know, to be able to do that versus as a player, you know, you're in and out, you score a basket, coach might take you out, things like that. So mm. it's, a, it's a good, we're a huge critical part of the game.
0: Having said that, what do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go and ultimately where do you want to go as a basketball official and also as somebody that's uh, the creator of Eleven One officiating?
1: Yeah, so as a basketball official, I just want to con- continue to to grind and, you know, referee at that highest level that I can, whatever God has set that out to be. Um, and just, you know, just keep grinding in that way. As far as Eleven One officiating, I just want to continue to build a network of officials and help them. Achieve what I am achieving, and you know, will continue to achieve because it's possible. It's certainly possible, and for anyone at any level, to to achieve that.
0: Mm. I think I have to make that trip down to Baltimore, Georgetown, um, uh, <laughs> next summer.
1: Yes, um, yes, absolutely. If if
0: you can describe one of your most sticky situations that you've ever had playing, one of the most sticky situations that you've ever had in officiating, and if you ever had a sticky situation with uh, running eleven-one officiating.
1: Sticky, as in tough, or just funny, trait Like what type of what, whatever uh, whatever that's
0: the definition is for you.
1: As a player, ah, I gotta pick it back. Fourth. As a player, um, I'll come back to the player as a referee. You know, we all miss, we all miss calls and you know tough calls and you know had a tough call or no call and just being able to get yourself. Out of that and the recovery of that was definitely one of those perseverance moments, moments I speak about. Um, and it happens to all of us. We all miss calls. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss calls, and, and that's just the nature of what we do. But it's all about how you bounce back from it. As a player, I can't even remember as a player. Um, <laughs> sticky situation. I mean, I know during preseason uh, workouts, Running on the track was a sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> anything involving rather, anything
0: involving basketball with no basketball is always going to be a sticky situation. Exactly.
1: I could run suicides all day on the court, but if you put me on the track, I'm looking at the track like ah, eh, I don't know about this one. Mm. And um, with the last was 11-1 officiating, no sticky situations. It's just it's just been uh, it's been year one, and it's been a nice, fulfilling, uh, nice fulfilling, uh movement I've been doing. So
0: that's awesome. And, you yeah. know, having said that, what is your best um, moment in playing basketball? What's your best moment officiating? And what is the best moment that you've ever had running eleven-one officiating?
1: officiating? Oh, yeah, so best moment playing basketball is when I scored my 1,000 points in high school. My entire family came out, family I hadn't seen for a long time, so that was really cool, cool to be a part of. Um, as far as officiating... I was able to ref a couple. I I refed a division three national championship game, which was pretty neat. Uh it was in two thousand and sixteen. It was a part it was the only time that it was a part of the division one national championship two and three. They had it all in uh Indiana, uh all in one, one shelf. So the floor that they had the Yukon game on was the floor that we were able to referee on and that was really cool to be a part of. And then the second part was uh when I refereed I had, like, a final regular season game for the Sparks versus Minnesota out in L.A., and it was a sold-out crowd, and that was a really, really cool moment as yeah. well. Um, and then um, with eleven one, just just running that, that camp was just a amazing moment to be a part of um, and had a great group of referees, and we just had a great time, so that was really cool to be a part of.
0: That's really awesome, and, you know, continued yeah. success. I want to know, can you still play basketball? You still good? Can you ball?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I went out <laughs> back with my nephew last week. I hit three in a row. No problem. All I right. still got it. <laughs> still
0: got it. Still got it. Takes one to know one. Um, Paulina, this has been great. Listen, continued success. Hopefully you get to where you want to go and, you know, we'll collaborate. Referee Rent is always going to be a friend of Eleven One officiating. Is there any final words you want to say before we part ways?
1: Well, just thank you for having me and to all the officials listening. Just know that, you know, with your grind, hard work, and effort, it will pay off. You may not see it right away, like right now, like today, but you'll find yourself next year on one of the biggest schools you can state that you've ever been on. So just continue to work hard and, and don't let up.
0: Mm. Be ready.
1: Be ready. Always the moment.
0: This has been great. So for Carlina Tilbin, this is Ralph the Ref. This is The Ramp. We are signing out. Peace.